Welcome everybody to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. Today, it's a show of firsts. My name is Demon Knight, of course. It's not the first time I've forgotten that, that's for sure. But it is the first episode where Jade is doing a cold podcast. She's a bit bunged up. She's a bit raspy, but that's fine. We'll still record, right, Jade? You're still I'd have probably been able to get away with it. Nah. I couldn't tell. Well, Thanks, Dean. It's, it's the first time I've been a dick on the show, I'm pretty sure. Definitely first eh, time. Is it? Is it? We have a 16 episode so far. There's high percent, high percent <laughs> chance. Not any that the uh, listeners would have heard, that's for sure. <laughs> and it's a first for the show itself because it's our first guest on the show. I would like to welcome comics extraordinaire Hannah Berry to the show. Welcome, Hannah. Hi. Is my first Hello. also because I've, I've not been on the show before. Oh, it's true. I mean, well, technically you have, but you know, in the form of a recommendation. That's true. Really? Yeah. For the uninitiated, we have mentioned livestock on the show. One of your uh, new releases. Yeah. Wow. For for clarity, I've listened to some of your episodes, but clearly not that one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to listen to this. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Just just line it up for. uh, for afterwards, after yeah. recording. Wait, were you were you uh, were you nice about it, or was it a really scathing thing? Because that that absolutely changes my uh, my tone for this. Oh, maybe, maybe you should oh, hold off on listening to it. We <laughs> just shredded it, like. Oh man! Like proper... Describing all the ways, all the better ways we could have used the paper, <laughs> just like how how the bad nice the drawing origami. was. Yeah, <laughs> just better uses for it. Yeah, litter tray lining. Um... I am one hundred percent kidding. We were in awe of your artistic skill and your political acumen as well (laughs) oh yeah yeah man like you know credit where credit's due um so would you like to inform the listeners a little bit about your your comics history yeah so um i have done three graphic novels or big comics depending on your uh preference i I don't care about the name graphic novel it doesn't upset you can just call them like proper comics proper comics with spines that's what they are comics with spines (laughs) yeah yeah i like that one yeah uh, I've done three of them. Um, mm-hmm. The first one was Britain and Blue Lightly in 2008, I think that came. No, yeah, 2008. Um, it was like a noirish detective story about a detective and his partner who is a teabag. Um, okay. <laughs> probably uh, probably the natural partner to uh, to Cafe Swarder, I would uh, I would think there's kind of a tea, tea theme. If you care to mm. have a tea reading evening, you could probably... Yes. Uh, yeah. Interesting crossover episode, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'm game for you, are Jade. Yeah, why not? We're making connections. <laughs> I love it. Is my business it. card? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that furly work? <laughs> There's me sliding it across the table. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> mm. uh, and then I did another graphic novel that was um, a sort of a horror story. Good for this, this the spookiest of months of uh, mm. October. Uh, a ghost story set on a train called Adamtine, which um, I, I think I think it's it's you know creeps some people. It creeps out my mum, so that's um, that's nice. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Seal yeah. of approval. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> um, and then uh, I did one called Livestock, which came out this summer, which is a a kind of a um, God, I've got an elevator pitch for it, and I hate it because I just sound like such a twat. So bear with me. It's uh, a socio-political satire, and it cro- it's a cross between the thick of it and Zoolander. There we go. That is, that's such a perfect elevator pitch, though. It's pretty sweet, isn't it? But I just, I feel like, I feel like a right knob saying it. I love them, though, because I hate talking to people. So I'm just like, here's the spiel. 
You like it because it's done. short, so there's less talking. <laughs> exactly. You'll have a kindred spirit in Jade in terms of not wanting to, you know, look at people or talk to them or anything like that. I mean, we're literally, me and her are literally in the same apartment and we're in different rooms recording this. So, really? Like, yeah. But you did have that massive fight before we before we started recording. Yeah, though, that so. was unfortunate. Yeah. Sh- 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 no, look, as far as the listeners are concerned, we have this perfect life. We're all very good friends. <laughs> and Dean buys his share of the comics, of course. <laughs> of, of course. Well, if someone would let me get to them before they were all gone off the fucking shelves. <laughs> Mummy, oh. daddy, don't fight. It's all coming out now. (laughs) Another first. Ah. But I I think one particularly interesting thing about your career at the moment is uh, you in the New Statesman, you do a weekly comic in there, don't you? Well, I did. (laughs) did Oh, no. no. Yeah. It sadly ended. They couldn't, they ran out of... um, they ran out of advertisers, or they had they had a drop in advertiser, and they couldn't run the page that I'm on anymore. This is this is what they told me. Maybe oh, it's, maybe it's just a, their way of uh, you know telling me to to do one. But yeah, that <laughs> stopped a few weeks ago, sadly. So oh, that is goodness. no more. So if anybody would like to have a um, weekly cartoon strip in their publication, I know that you have many many members of Fleet Street that listen in. So uh, mm, I'm uh, mm. I'm available. Yeah, we are real popular in the uh, the economic center of london definitely i knew you were that's why i uh, agreed to come on so i could oh. my tap my wares so this is just all a, a career move then i mean fine <laughs> I just... i'm just <laughs> using you to get to the next step of my career sorry that's guys. fine because we'll use you we're gonna tap your brain for ideas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god okay all right i'll um well try and come up with the goods one more question dear hannah mm-hmm. of course we are all about superheroes here like do you have any preference to superheroes like are there any favorites of yours anything you look for in a superhero do you know when i I was thinking about this and i think my she's not a superhero she's but she's just an absolute fucking hero my favorite of all heroes is the only person i've ever cosplayed as in a fun run is uh ellen ripley lieutenant ellen ripley oh (laughs) she's a champion she's a a proper champ she's she's just fucking awesome i was did, so did I, I can't tell you how no <laughs> i finished so i was in a way we were all winners <laughs> but i've got this ridiculous matted um wig that i that i wore that is now just just full of sweat and horror that um i could hang on to because maybe maybe i'll uh dress up as her again someday but save it I'd... for like the next 80s party or something yeah maybe. good to go i mean mm. it, it works for literally any 80s hero or heroine just that thick clump of black hair like like a proper mane it's not even it's not even nice hair it's like really cheap nylon i think it was a few quid off ebay in space i'm trying to think of like a in space no one can hear you something joke uh brush out them tangles that actually reminds me of um a terrible cosplay story that happened to me um I have a wig that I had to throw out because someone who was cosplaying as the alien had like a working slobber gland. (laughs) Oh. And they, yeah, this was like years ago and they just kind of, without asking permission, leant over me and slobbered all over my wig. Mm. And it was like this really viscous, sticky (laughs) substance and I was not entirely sure what it was made of so I had to rip off that wig. I remember that. That's horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> it's proper funhouse gunge. Hmm. So we got we got the Ellen Ripley. Let's have that as like a, a goal to shoot for. Oh, and of course Jesus. All of yeah. our <laughs> Go go to that saying. I mean, of course. Of course. <laughs> very I'm a very religious person. <laughs> Clearly. 
before we uh, get into it, if any of you want to be a hero on our show, all you have to do is leave us an iTunes review. And on there, we'll take whatever name you give us and we'll put it through the hero machine and we will create, nay, sculpt a beautiful character from that on the other end. So you too can be a hero. Just leave us an iTunes review. Just, just, a, just a nice one, though. Five stars. Just real quick. They do good podcasts. Full stop. Enter. Done. <laughs> and now you're a hero. How easy is that? Sounds pretty easy. It's pretty easy, isn't it? So, Hannah, dear guest. Hi. And the rest. Uh, would you like just to make us a superhero? chumps. <laughs> <laughs> How about that, Josh? Jeez. Doesn't need oh. us anymore. I'll put you right in your place. Ugh, regulars. Ugh. Like yesterday's trash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've I've got a good one today, a good solid generator. So Hannah, you mentioned livestock, and I took livestock as a uh, a real good inspiration for the generator I was going to choose today. Oh, okay. Because it's all about sort of celebrity culture and mm. um, how celebrities can be used to sort of change perceptions yeah. of to sculpt public opinion and uh... yes, sculpt public opinion is just mm, perfect and. Well, celebrities have to come from somewhere, and they famously give their children pretty dumb names. So, what I've got for you today is the celebrity baby name generator. Excellent. <laughs> I'm 100% on board. <laughs> it's Well, in a way, the celebrities in that comic are your children, so it's kind of they fitting kind of as are. well. Yeah, it's appropriate. So, are you ready to have a child? I, I, I am. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm happy to take this step with you, Dean. <laughs> so hold my hand and start panting and let's 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 do this. I'm going to use your name as well because I have to choose a uh, first name and a last name. And okay. a favorite animal. So let me give you the list because it's one of these generators that doesn't have the most, um, shall we say, intuitive of favorite animals lists. <laughs> okay. So if we were to say armadillo, it just wouldn't. Well... Armadillo would actually make sense. Um, there's dolphin, giraffe, kangaroo, monkey, panda, or penguin. Is that it? That's it. Not not one single tortoise. No, not a tortoise. Not even a not, dog not, or a cat. No, Hamster. not even a reptile. There's <sighs> specious is what it is. Damn specious. So dolphin, giraffe, kangaroo, monkey, panda, or penguin, Hannah. Well, I'll have to go with penguin. I think. Penguin I do like I do like a penguin. Choice. I mean, if you were to, if I had to pin it down, I would say the Humboldt penguin. But just penguin generally is. Uh, is I'm more like... of a king penguin kind of guy. They have the style. Okay, they have okay. the heft. Yeah, yeah, you know. I, I could go with that. Mm. Chin strap is also nice. Oh, mm, they're pretty good. I don't like those pretentious penguins that live in like warm countries. Like fuck those guys. Like you got to suffer with <laughs> yeah, the rest of the you penguins. Are. Yeah, exactly right. Um, one last thing, Hannah. Uh, do you want a a boy or a girl? Uh, a girl. Let's go with a girl. Yeah, Ellen Ripley. After all, that's yeah. what we're we're trying to get. Yeah, we've we've started down that path, down that alien path. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, Hannah, mm-hmm. who is Cleopatra Parfait? <laughs> <laughs> that's a juicy one. I don't know what I was expecting, amazing. but that's really good. <laughs> Cleopatra Parfait. She's Oof. a good daughter. Wow. I, it's, it's kind of a shame that, that it's a girl, because I think that would be the perfect drag name. I mean, they can be, be yeah. a drag queen if you want. A lot of the time mm. we kind of twist this anyway. Whenever we're given, like, 
the binary option, we just tend to say, eh. <laughs> That's pretty much our entire creative process. Eh, really? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, Cleopatra okay. Parfait. Um, any ideas that spring to mind immediately? I think that something something is calling to me from uh, like Louisiana. Like that sort mm. of. Uh, I don't know what parfait is. What is parfait? It's, it's a like, dessert. Um, it's like yeah, dessert. layered. Is it? Kind of like a sundae. It depends where you are because yeah, like I've seen. Um, I've been watching a lot of Japanese dramas lately, and uh, <laughs> just casually lot, drop lot, that in. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of people kind of hanging out in cafes and talking drama, and uh, they often order parfaits, and it just looks like a sundae. Oh, okay. But so I'm like, that can't be both right yeah. i've gone the, to the google oh. machine and Go oh yeah good google there's that there's that line in uh chocolate jesus from tom waits pour him over ice cream like a nice parfait which made me think mm. it was just sauce hmm. well it refers to two types of frozen dessert in france where it originated it's made by boiling cream egg sugar and syrup to create a custard-like puree there you oh. go um the american version includes more ingredients like granola nuts yogurt liqueurs and gelatin desserts made in combination with fruits or whipped cream, served in a tall glass. Oh, so yeah, like a like a trifle sundae. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Mm. Holy crap! Could we could we pause recording and just go go have some dessert? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be good for my throat. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll hop on the train. We'll make our way down to you, and we'll just pick up Josh. And... I'll see you in seven hours. Yeah, we'll pick yeah, this up. Yeah, okay. By by that time, we'll have um. I'll have, I'll have crafted something wonderful <laughs> from whatever's in the freezer. <laughs> I got I got peas. Uh, I've got oh, beautiful. Um, ice cubes, frozen chips. We can have a a, a pea slushy. It'll be savory mm. parfait. Savory parfait. <laughs> oh. oh, great. <laughs> is is Cleopatra parfait going to be a, a savory parfait? Maybe she is, you know, because I think Cleopatra, the the person, was quite. Uh, I think it, I, I obviously didn't know her, and my history is very shaky. But I, I mm. think of her as being quite, quite sassy, quite zingy. Quite, mm. uh, yes. Maybe, maybe she could be surprisingly uh, savory parfait. See, I like, I like what you're, where you're going with the whole sort of southern drag queen, southern belle. Mm. Like, I like that sentence. Yeah, I, I was about to launch into the accent and I thought, no, nobody, nobody gets to hear that. We've had accents on the show before. It doesn't go very well. Shall I try it? <laughs> oh, Josh, do it. please. I'm Cleopatra Park. No. Yeah, was that right? Was that nearly there? Cleopatra Parfait. Maybe the kind of thing that after a while it will just, you'll sort of click into it. I, I love your abandoned impressions as well. Yeah, you just note halfway through. Yeah, I just know immediately, like, First note, no. Mm. Just no. <laughs> Could we have another hero that's got food powers? Yes, of course. Because I feel like we, we started with that, with falafel biscuit, and then it didn't really go into food powers in the end. It was something else. It was prank Just had powers, a falafel nose. Hmm. Um, so I like, need to hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> episode 10, falafel biscuit. Falafel barf biscuit. Barf? Barf. No, oh? bath as in... See, we had vomit. this problem. We had oh, this problem in the episode. Again. Here we go. I'm sorry to go dragging this all up. I know this is... Uh... <laughs> okay. You just come um... into the episode to bring up fights. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm here for. That's my superpower. Yeah. Maybe that's Cleopatra's superpower also, as a sassy Southern Belle. Maybe she's, um, you know, maybe she likes to stir the pot. Oh. Ooh. Stir the pot is literally the name of her power. I'm, I'm calling it. That's a good Oh. Power. Okay, I like this. Maybe, maybe she has a superpower where anything she cooks and serves sort of causes uh, bitchiness in people perhaps Ooh, yeah 
maybe oh okay right so she's a um a pastry chef who specializes in desserts naturally but she's got a little bit of a of an edge. Maybe she's famous for, um, particularly. You can't have. Do you have spicy desserts? Are they a thing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard of spicy ones. Like, you can get chili like, ice cream. Oh, yeah, there I was you go. Say, like a, the chili sorbet sounds about right. Hmm. Yes. So maybe her speciality is sort of a very spicy, gingery ice cream sorbet parfait. Mm. Oh, I was going to ask if she's secretly, like, bad at parfait and that's, like, her one weakness. Like, her her little (laughs) issue whenever someone's like, oh, can you make us a parfait, Miss Parfait? And she's just like, actually, fuck you, fuck off. (laughs) You don't get this dessert either, whatever it was I was making you. (laughs) She can't make either form, the French one or the American one. She sucks at both. Maybe that's why she called herself that, so that she doesn't have to. She it's kind of like a like a camouflage, so people think, well, obviously she's she's you know bored of making those. I won't I won't order Mm. one of them. Yeah, Ooh. whatever it is. Excellent. I like this. Um, how does Cleopatra, Cleo for sure, how does she fight crime though? Like, how does she utilize this dessert power? This I want to question. say it could be like some sort of, well, actually, the kind of way that I wanted to, I was thinking about going was like, mm-hmm. it would actually kind of solve issues. Oh. To kind of like mm-hmm. take the idea of breaking bread with people and then mm-hmm. kind of using that as like in a dessert fashion. She's. Breaking a baked Alaska with people. So is she yeah. like a caterer that gets hired for like a lot of important events or something? Yeah. So like think about yeah, like negotiations and things. Mm. Yeah, like Ooh. some sort of like two mobs, mob gangs are like meeting together, and she just kind of provides catering. Because I guess that's what mobs do now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not speaking from experience. Yeah, the, the, when the when the families get together, they need to eat. Families are hungry. Yeah. They get hungry. All that pasta and ricotta. I've, yeah, I've pre- seen the Sopranos. I'm pretty sure the latest Yakuza game has, you know, the the catering <laughs> mini game. It's it's all very modern nowadays. It's not it's not all you know Tommy guns and um, pinstripe suits anymore. It's yep. now Tommy guns. Do you see what I do? You see what I did there? Hey. Hey. Yeah, I will stop recording now. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna go. You're fired. It's appalling. We already took a seven hour break to come down and see you're all eating our parfait. With its peas and chips. <laughs> we're not taking another break until we're finished here. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll just step up my game. It's fine. It's or, fine. or maybe mm. they don't hire her at all. And she, they just oh, turn up just to their there. meeting and there's just a parfait in the middle of the table. Oh. 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 But would people eat it? There's, a, there's this little cafe near where I live that I walk past every so often. They, have, uh, they do tasty cakes inside. And they have a plate outside of like little tasty cake samples. But because there's nobody... And there's a little sign saying, you know, help yourself. But because there's nobody holding the plate, I think, well, I don't know who's tampered with that. Mm. Is it even yeah. come from this cafe? I mean, would you, if you saw a parfait there, would you just, would you just eat it? These guys are evil. I must stress this. They were just like, in, a, in an instant. Wolf it down. Well, they don't care. Yeah. Well, would you look at this tasty dessert? <laughs> well, she Get a free parfait. <laughs> Oh, yes. Also, um, I'm just decreeing right now. She's got to be like Cajun, has that, have that yeah. real nice Cajun accent because, you know, it's French inspired, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, That's a good method point. in the madness. There you Can go. Can you do the accent though? Um, mon chéri. Uh, that's all I know in Cajun <laughs> because... Um, just quoting Gambit. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just quoting Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you hated the X-Men. I do hate the X-Men. But there's just something about that 90s TV show. Okay. It was very well voiced, perhaps. 
Oh. Okay. Cleopatra Parfait. Yes. She's she's slowly coming together. I kinda like how she sort of slips into these meetings and like presents a parfait. Maybe she has, she has some sort of infiltration ability. No, because she's a drag queen, she's very good about dressing up and disguising Disguises, herself. Disguises, yes. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's like, but maybe she's maybe maybe she's not even disguising. Maybe she's she's supposed to be there. Maybe she's like the entertainment, or maybe she's because she strikes me as the kind of person that'd be sort of center stage. So oh. maybe the maybe she kind of she's she's doing this uh, she's doing a little uh, little song and dance and then there's a she leaves and there's a parfait there. Who put that there? I don't know who put that there. Just like pulls it out of a bra or something like. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, naughty. when she when she finishes like a song, it's like her assistant wheels it in on a little trolley and it's got like sparklers sticking out of it and stuff. <laughs> Fucking everyone, shut up a second. Yeah. She she <laughs> she bursts out of it. Oh, she bursts yes! out the cake. <laughs> Burst out the parfait. Oh my god! Uh, bonjour, boys. That is beautiful. <laughs> that could look really good, actually, because like when you kind of think about that kind of style of dress, sometimes you could almost say that it kind of looks like a parfait. That wouldn't sound mm. stupid. Oh, I theme my dress on a parfait. Yeah. Mm. Again, there's modern times. You can this ain't all corsets and uh, fishnets. Other fifties themed. Um, <laughs> Lingerie. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> so coming back to like earlier when the two lackeys kind of storm in and they're like, "What oh, shit, parfait!" Suddenly the boss is just like, "Eh, you guys, you you gotta wait for the boss to to sample the parfait." <laughs> and then well, and then she bursts out the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but wouldn't I mean the, the probably somebody would taste it before the boss, right? Hmm. Oh yeah, in case it's poisoned. Yeah, true. could be because it could be a trap from the uh, from the other family. Mm. That's true. They get like the the lowest rung mobster to to give it a yeah. lick. Yeah. But when he does, he's sort of well. Jimmy the Jimmy the gut. Yeah. Who Jim- tastes all the food. Intestines Malone. He uh, <laughs> he gives They're it. Brothers. A- <laughs> named for why? Because because he's got he's got a longer. Ad- <sighs> Fuck it, I don't know. It's a mob name. It doesn't have to make sense. But he, he licks it. But, right, we established uh, what feels like several hours ago that uh, anyone who has any of her dessert becomes a little bit more bitchy and a little bit more, um, shall we say, Sussy. like, yeah. Oh. So, so he licks it. He licks it. And then he sort of has all these feelings that, that swell up like, oh, I'm at the bottom of the rung. These, these bosses don't even care about me anyway. Oh, well, why why am I even here? I hate everyone here. I'm going to let them eat it. I don't even give a shit. Boom. <gasps> what were you going to say, Josh? I think um, what would happen if maybe Parfait is going to be used to try and inspire kind of infighting, actually, instead of like solving crime. Mm. I think it's only right with a name like Cleopatra that she stands at the head of the table. Oh, she's the mobster. Or she's looking to become the mobster. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So she's so maybe, eliminating the competition. And yeah. maybe she can eliminate crime if she, or like, controls it, if mm. she's in charge of it. Josh Randall, yeah. BBRP regular, you're, you're earning your pay today. <laughs> you're getting paid in parfait. Made of pizza Savoury parfait. I was going to say, wh- wh- which style? <laughs> the the Brighton parfait, made of chips. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Soz. Why am I still eating this? <laughs> because you're polite, Jade. Curse my politeness. <laughs> oh, I'm actually getting woozy when you guys talk about that food. Like, oh. Okay, it's okay. Like... So she's 
definitely a hero. We're not turning her into a villain, but she wants to eliminate crime by controlling it. She's yeah, fighting fire so. with fire. Yeah, because mm. she. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not 100 sold on uh, on any on any heroes that are you know completely pure. Mm. Mm. I, I like a I like a little uh, little bit of a flawed little bit of a <clears throat> you know a, a je ne sais quoi in your mm. parfait. I like a, a little, little bit of grit. A little bit of grit. Yeah, literal oh. sand. She just chucked some sand at the bottom of the parfait <laughs> just to spite them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because the bottom just... bit is obviously. I mean, any any ice cream dish, the the bit at the bottom is the best bit. Mm. So that's ruining all the enjoyment. <laughs> ruined. <Ooh>. Just <laughs> ruined 100%. Okay, okay, right. If she's a gangster, that means she has a gang. Who's yeah. who's this gang? What's this gang going to be? Do they always Is this going to be dessert like a, themed? I was going to say, like, are we going to go with like a chef theme or like a food theme for this gang? This gang of mobsters? Well, if she, like, if her day job is like a, a catering company, then surely they are the other employees of the catering company. Oh. Yeah. Like, like she specialises in dessert. I like it if they had desserty names as well. Okay. It's like getting a little bit too 1960s Batman. Hmm. Yeah. Adam West <laughs> hey, Batman. I think, <laughs> RIP, I think this will be our first Silver Age inspired hero as well. Uh, we've done a few goofy ones. I mean, oh, we have done a few goofy ones, but, you know, there's... There's something that could be said about spandex and gorillas on cover pages and super-powered knitting. Have you seen that super uh, that Superman comic where he what? just gets he just he just gets <laughs> are these like, all references or have you have you just had a stroke? Oh no, I think he's had a stroke. <laughs> I'm just tripping Take out. It's it's the it's the parfait. It's actually giving me hallucinogenic oh, God. Uh, visions. <laughs> Haven't we done super-powered knitting? We well, we've done threading. Oh, yeah. yeah, we did threading, yeah. Yeah, we had a hero who could control people's emotions by threading their eyebrows. <laughs> wow. Wait, what number is that? I should put that on my list as well. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eight or nine. <laughs> I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. Are we getting to the point where we can't actually recall when we That's you know, did certain heroes? It was, it was pre-falafel, I'm sure. Hmm. We're, we're a real podcast now. We forget our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> 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 you you will mean nothing to us by episode twenty four. Oh, <laughs> we have much bigger and better guests by then. I don't care. I would like to float a name out for Cleopatra Parfait's food themed gang, though. Go on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can they be called the Gobsters? <gasps> Why? The like Gobsters, a Josh. Oh. The, the Gobsters. That's great. So, like her her catering company is like Gobsters Inc. or whatever. Or Gobsters Catering. It's Pixar film, but... isn't it? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait oh, a minute. What using using the same joke, this might not work as well. Mob stoppers? If she's, uh, I, if she's I mean, putting a stop to the Oh that's that might nice. not I don't think it's as good. I think you've just um Well no, she's she is trying to stop mobs. This is this is almost uh... two on the nose though. No no, bit, here's, no, here's the thing. You could have both. You can have it both ways. You can have your cake and eat it. Hey, there we <laughs> go. Hey. So their catering company is called Gobsters, but then their super gang is called the Mob Stoppers. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. You've got me. Cool. Okay. So Gobsters, because it appeals to, to mobsters. Mm. I mean, it tells you exactly. I mean, if you're if you're in a if you're in the in the mob and you're looking mm-hmm. for a, for caterers for your family, that I mean it, it tells you everything you need to know. Exactly. Right there. You're like, oh, you can definitely feed my uh, gentleman's club entirely. This is yeah. fantastic. My legitimate business. Oh, 
Everyone's full. Of lead. <laughs> See, I'm quite nervous now because we've got a new catering company at work and I'm uh, a little bit nervous about that. <laughs> Are they gonna... Just don't, don't cross them. No, I'd just be like, oh, can I, can I have some salt, please? What? Excuse me? Uh, no, no, nothing. Food's perfect. Bye. Hey, so I had a brilliant idea for the names of the, um, the mobs. Or Go rather, the, the mob leaders. Mm-hmm. Well, if Cleopatra is causing the fight, then surely one one mob boss could be called Caesar Scone, and then <laughs> the opposing mob boss could be called Anthony Scone. <laughs> but spelt the same way, so people think it's the same family. But exactly, no, they're, they're two oh different families God. pronounced differently. That's brilliant. Fucking see, we're gonna try and pitch this comic to the American market, and they're just gonna like read it, and they're gonna be. I, I don't get it. They're, they're just both <laughs> scone. Is this a scone? And they'll be like, why are they fighting over biscuits? Because apparently scone, scone is a biscuit in... there. Oh. Yeah, it's a weird cultural thing. What's a, what's a biscuit and gravy then? Sorry to any, to all your American listeners. That oh. Think, oh, you bunch no, of No, no, it's, it's, it's fine. We regularly kind of assume things about people. Threading eyebrows. Uh, what are the other things that we've kind of assumed of people? Uh, uh, just various, if, you've, if you've got a hobby, we've kind of assumed that we know something that you don't yeah <laughs> not saying that's not saying that biscuits and gravy are a hobby but uh... <laughs> to some people they're a lifestyle yeah like like biscuits and gravy they're kind of like almost cakeish, like a savory cake like a scony thing but like the mm. size of your fist like a dumpling almost but you eat it with like it's a white, like, white gravy, isn't it? Yeah, light-coloured gravy, and it looks... Why are we talking about so much gross food in a show that has <laughs> parfait, parfait in the title? I don't yeah, that, know. I think that was okay. me, sorry. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll focus up, we'll focus up. Uh, right, okay, so let's, let's come back to our scene. We've got okay. the Scone brothers. <laughs> we've got the Scone and Scone families facing off, and the bosses have just bit into this parfait, and now... Has she burst out of it now? Like, what what happens when when she Wait, bursts uh, out? Hold on. When when we say that she's bursting out of this parfait, how big is this parfait? It'll be huge. <laughs> okay, I was it's just checking. Both families. Because for some reason, when I first thought, oh, there's just a parfait on the table, I thought mini parfait. Then we started talking about her bursting out of it. And I thought, <laughs> oh, is this a genie situation? <laughs> that somehow like some sort of shape changing ability. And they just kind of grow. Okay, it's a large parfait, that's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, a large it's a large parfait she leaps out of and then serves herself. I'm basically envisioning <laughs> just we're ripping off Kate Beaton's mobster comic. You know, the one where it's like, 50 years I work for you, you don't want to see me jump out of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I love your mobster voice, Jade. It's the fucking, it's the fucking best. Thanks. <laughs> Jade, do you have a mobster name? Um, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. I've got to find my other IDs. You know, my <laughs> illegal passports. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. My illegal passports. <laughs> She's a biscuits and gravy sarsen. No! <laughs> so. She bursts yeah, out ha- the parfait. Yeah, she bursts out the bursts parfait. Out. And then maybe her, what she does after that, she says, our oh, dessert is served. Naturally, she's a food-based hero. She has to say, something is served as a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Justice? Just, ju- justice is served. I, well, that would be how she'd leave. Surely. Oh yeah. But then, yeah. right? She would try and throw the parfait into people's mouths, like <laughs> trying to get them riled up so they're again feeling all bitchy and aggressive towards one another. 
So they're fighting each other. They tear each other apart from... Oh, so, yeah. So it starts out as a food fight, but because they're heavily armed, it just descends into, into you know, bloodbath. Is this yes. blood or is this jam? I don't know. <laughs> it's like that scene from Hook, except with death at Oh, the God. <laughs> it's pretty much Bugsy Malone, but way, 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 way more adult and gritty. And the lead... Now there's an elevator pitch. We could have been anything that we wanted to be, but now we can't because we're dead. <laughs> Catchy. I love this. I actually really <laughs> like this idea. Hannah, your child is, is doing work. <laughs> it's blooming. It's blossoming into a beautiful beast. And you must be so proud. I really am. I mean, she's come so far. Uh, she, he. Did uh, we... She? she? Well, well, she? She's a drag queen, isn't she? So I guess. Yeah. Both. There was a. There's a. Um, a nightclub I used to go to a lot in Brighton, and there was a there was a performer that I always thought was a drag queen. It turns out it was just a very flamboyant woman. Oh, oh, and embarrassing! I, it threw me, yeah, it threw me completely. I, I had to. What a twist! I know. I I had to adjust the way I looked at my life and uh, <laughs> learn to not make assumptions about. People. Maybe that's what she was going for, though. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it was kind of a cabaret thing, so mm. Mm. yeah. Hannah, uh, you sort of got the the reins on this for a little bit. Does is there anyone important in? Cleopatra Parfait's life, do you think? Is there a romantic option or a best friend or allies? What What are you thinking? Hmm. Maybe like a sous chef? Yeah, I think, I see, because she's quite, she's quite sassy, I think she's probably got like a real love-hate thing going on. That someone that she's trying to, someone she despises and she's trying to prove something to, but also she deeply loves. Like there's a real bittersweet thing going on with her. Oh my God. Maybe the sous chef is... Uh, Maybe it's kind of a kind of a love interest, but has spurned her. But she doesn't care. But she kind of does. But she doesn't care. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. But she but she does. I mean, if we're going to talk complicated social circles, then the name Cleopatra is pretty fitting. <laughs> Am I right, Jade Sarson, manga artist who tried to adapt Antony and Cleopatra? Oh God! In oh, a jazz really? saying, no less. Hmm. She did that. I did. I didn't know that. Why did I? I did like fifty pages of that. Well, I was nuts. Whoa! What can can this be read anywhere? Is this? Uh, uh, yeah, I did put it online actually. <laughs> we we can't recommend another Jade book. <laughs> no, we can't. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna put like I'm gonna put out an epilogue that just features all of them plus like change Cleopatra to Cleopatra Parfait. Mm. <laughs> I, I love that. It. Just put like a little swirl on her head or something. Mm. Cherry on top. Cherry. They were they were <laughs> technically mobs in the adaptation that I did because they were all in like you Fuck's know the sake. Pre- now, did this whole conversation. <laughs> That's amazing. People are gonna think we fucking you know we just Prepare. stole this from Jade's comic now. No, it's fine. What they'll think is that you forgot about the, all the hard work I put in uh, <laughs> six years ago. No, se- oh god, seven years ago. <laughs> there it is. It's okay. We're all getting old. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> soon, soon we'll all be dead. So anyway, so sous chef well, I mean, love we, interest. We're not dead yet, but the mobsters are. I'm just wondering, yes. can her love interest be chef at a greasy diner? Ooh. Oh, so that's like an opposites thing. Yeah, and maybe she keeps on trying to like pitch her desserts to this greasy diner just to try and get close to him. Like that's her excuse for always mm. going to see him. But mm. he's he's too busy worrying about how the territory is being yeah. overrun by mobsters because he's like right dead center. Yeah. He's paying, he's paying protection, protection, <gasps> protection. He's paying protection to two different families. Mm. Maybe he's, 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 got, he's driving the business under. Maybe he Ooh. could be like no man's land. Ooh, he, I like that. Oh, oh he's like yeah. the meetup place. Yeah, you know this could be why Cleopatra first has to act is to try and save her friend's business. 
because obviously yeah. it's going to get like totally shaken by having these two gangs meet up at their Mm. If it's a greasy diner, I don't suppose they've got like a conference center, but like maybe <laughs> a green room, perhaps. Yeah, maybe they've got like some sort of like motel behind it or something that they use as like a meeting but point. Don't forget, I like Josh. the idea that there would be a there would be a little conference room though. That that's just one, one of those greasy conference rooms you find on uh, Route sixty six. <laughs> having a greasy meeting. Yeah. See, but this is great because Cleopatra would be very interested in this this diner, this safe zone, this DMZ because it gives her a stage in which to act because if all the families all the mobster families are in one place at one point then all she needs to do is lay down one parfait and it's all over baby yeah so this all the, the shootout takes place in the greasy spoon yeah but okay right i'm i'm i'm, I'm seeing a He's plot idea. happen Go. now <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing the future i'm getting visions if she's starting to fall in love with this greasy spoon chef but then in the future uses that location as the setting for a very deadly shootout with all these mobsters, then of course that's going to put a fuck ton of pressure and unwanted uh, tension in their relationship. So maybe Mm. there's like a little bit of guilt going on, like, oh man, I can't believe my place was shot up by that pesky Cleopatra parfait. And she's all there like, "Eh, yeah, yeah, I wonder who that bitch is. What What a sucker. I have a name suggestion for him. Please. If, if we're running with the old Cleopatra storyline thing, then um, Inabarbus, because that was Antony's sort of right-hand man, but he was also Cleopatra's right-hand man. So he's like this hmm. dodgy middleman. Hmm. And then Dumpling for his surname. I was going to say, it needs some sort <laughs> of like cheap kind of last name to kind of yeah. play off that. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like Blackadder where, you know, Darling and his name yeah. is literally a joke. Dumpling. So she's is always it, like, is quite, Dumpling. Is he quite cute and ruddy? He's got like a, like a round little face. Yeah. Just want to just wanna pinch his cheeks. Yeah. Actually, could... Oh, can we just... What's, hold on, what's the first name again? Inabarbus. Inabarbus Biscuits. <laughs> Does that flow off the tongue a bit more? Or is that us going like, too close like to... Yeah. But then, right... His nickname could be uh, Bubsby, because uh, in a barber's biscuit, right? That's getting too complicated. I'm just going to stick with dumplings. <laughs> I've, I've scared you right out of that nickname. Yep. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. We've, we've genuinely created a nice little Silver Age world full of food-based puns and deliciousness. I like where it's going. I like hmm. where it's going. Yeah. How, how, you into it? You feeling this? Yeah. Yeah, this is... This is uh... This is quite. I mean, it's it's exciting, but it's also kind of it's kind of kind of delightful as well. It's a little mm, bit it's fun, but you know, it's a little danger. bit scary too, isn't it? Yeah, danger. Yeah, because you don't know where it's going to go, and you you. That's the secret about bitten by a radioactive podcast. It's that you have absolutely no idea. Even after sixteen episodes, we don't know if we're going to come up with something good. And we, I like to think we always come up with something good. We earned those five stars, goddammit. <laughs> hey, the ones that I've heard, you've not let me down. So. Yeah. There you go. So, good. Good work, guys. Stick, stick that on the poster. Until now. <laughs> That's the first. We've got that. We've got that recorded. It's safe. I'm going to put that in the next ad. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's pretty good, says Hannah Berry. <laughs> pretty good. With like three E's. Shining. Pretty good. <laughs> How many people are in the gobsters? Hmm. Oh, hundreds. It's going to be proper. I mean, they're going to have to hose the place down full of blood at the end. <laughs> Too much? Hmm. 
So I mean... coming coming back to her superpower of baking in, <laughs> I'd just like to point out to our listeners that we have done a heck of a lot of heroes that have sort of brain manipulation powers. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to suggest like, oh, maybe Slash they could make it like, so they could reveal their like mob secrets. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. I can't, yeah. do, I can't do another emotion. No, not power. again. <laughs> but um, so I just want to clarify like, what specifically does her food make them do? Because we've just kind of danced around it a lot and we've, yeah, it results in them shooting each other up. But I'm wondering, does it make them angry? Does it make them tell the truth about how they feel about things? What, what does it do? I like that idea. Like they, they really open up mm. and they'll, they'll, you know, one of them will, uh, will start saying, I, I never really wanted to fight you. And the other one will, who has not eaten any parfait will say, well, you're an idiot. Mm. And then the one that is opening up says, well, now, I'm, now you must die. Yeah, <laughs> because that's how mobsters talk, I think. Right? Reddit. Now you must die. I must kill you. See, I was going through this whole episode saying that it just turns them bitchy. As vague as that is, that okay. that's kind of all I all I was working with. Oh, could it be that the parfait is so good that they have to fight over it? Oh, oh, that's good. And yeah. then that can incite the fight from there. But yeah, it can, like, I like the idea of keeping bitchiness as like the key phrase as well, though. Yeah. Mm. But the, so there's the, the, whatever she bakes, maybe that's her her blessing and her, her skill and her curse. That yeah. whatever she bakes, whatever she she creates, once you have one bite of it, you cannot stop. You you must eat the, anything that is left. That's what they start fighting to 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 get to the end because they have to because they're just they're just craving this mm. this good good parfait. That they is just there. gotta. That's yes. why their yeah. catering business during the day does so well. Yeah. <laughs> but right, there's what always a riot. But what if it does too well to the point where it sort of distracts from her ability to fight the mobs? Yeah, and she's being investigated because no one's food can be that good. And you mm. get all the food service stand food standards agencies to coming to Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is there some sort of insider trade going? Are you Are you putting cocaine in this cake? <laughs> <laughs> that that could help? be the true villain. Like the FDA, mm. the food standards agency could end up being like the the main villains. Like once like the mob well, thing like probably that. happens quite early yeah. on, and in the end, once she's kind of got to the top of her pyra- her food pyramid, um, <laughs> hey. then make the main story is actually about how she maintains it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what if there is? Uh, so there's someone. There's someone in her um, in her employee who is uh, who is trying to bring her down for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and um, the foot like the, the food standards agency are hovering around the, the, the investigators are uh, always at the door but they can't find anything wrong with her food there's no they've they've uh, they've run all kinds of tests on it there's nothing dodgy in her food but they're they're watching they're keeping a close eye on her and this guy that, that is in her in her staff that wants to bring it down laces the food with something you know some kind of uh, addictive substance and then and then the um you know they like like that they're on her they have yeah her. And so to get out of it, she she says, well, "Why don't you just uh, try a little bit of this dessert?" And she makes this immense cake, like the, like a Bruce Bogtrotter times twelve size cake. Oh, no. yeah. And she says, "Just try a bit." And so he starts, but he can't finish. And so that's how she gets rid of him. He he's, he's sat there, and he he basically uh, seven gluttonies himself to death. <laughs> he just eats himself to death. It's it's pretty gruesome, actually. It's horrific. Oh God! And so she you, kills him. You see it, and you wish that you hadn't. Oof. Let me let me pitch you something. Um, Hannah, I'm going to say an idea for the biggest villain, like the tippity top. Okay. This guy is uh, higher than the mobsters. He's at the top of the, the food standards agency. Maybe he's funding these mobsters for some reason. Maybe they're being funded to cause havoc around uh, this this country or whatever, just so that they can 
keep the food wars going. Maybe they could be trying to put out the greasy spoon kind of thing out of business. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for health reasons. Yeah. But what if the head of the Food Standards Agency, what if he's never hungry? What if he's, like, sort of impervious to food? So Hmm. the only way that that Cleopatra Parfait can really counter him is is with true wile and and grit and smarts. He can't be fooded out of a situation, you know. You can't taste him out of it. He's he's stoic. Has a yeah, maybe he doesn't instead. eat because he oh. has like gullet problems or something. So he just has food pumped, like yeah. sustenance pumped into his stomach. Yeah. yeah, he's got really really bad Crohn's and he's you know suffering. Mm. And so food is just horrible to him. Yeah, maybe food has tainted him, and now he's he's out on a war against f- food. Um, <laughs> now. <laughs> You can't really fight against food. It's human nature, isn't it? Maybe it it really gave them, like, bad toothache. (laughs) Oh, okay. Maybe he's against the dessert specifically. Yeah. So he's like like some sort of cartoonish vegetable villain. Well, well, it is, you know, Silver Age. So, you know, we've got to to go with our, like, condiment kings and kite men. (laughs) You are right. Then surely, like, the... So his name's, like, Mr. Mayonnaise. Obviously, to be the bland. If he's just like, yeah, neutral, stoic mayor. Surely his name would be like Al Greens or something like... Isn't that a musician? Al Al Asparagus. Al Asparagus? There There we go. (laughs) And his wee smells really weird, oddly. He doesn't eat asparagus even. It's just a a permanent permanent feature of Al Asparagus. (laughs) Yeah. Cleopatra sort of finds a tape that's all to do with him and urine and like she sort of waves it like, now if... If I were to go public with this, you'd be out of a job. So let's maybe we keep this all shtum. <laughs> because his urine smells like asparagus. <laughs> Wherever he goes, air fresheners go off instantly. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what if there's some? What if his uh, his um, his secret? Uh, what if? What if there's somebody even higher than him who is uh, who is um, been making his life hell, and he goes and uh, pisses in their desk drawer? Oh. She and it smells like asparagus, but they, he says, I don't eat asparagus, asparagus so it cannot be me. Mm. You saw what I ate, there was no asparagus. But she has Damn. video footage of him pissing <laughs> his death. This is getting a little bit convoluted. I'm not I'm not sure about yeah, that. Yeah, so we've got we've got like a pyramid of so we've got the Bruce Bog trotter death, then we've got asparagus yeah. man, and then we've got this higher oh, I thought up that was boss. asparagus man. Is that asparagus man that, that no, because he doesn't like food, does he? So there's someone under him. Well yeah, because the asparagus person can't eat. So the Bruce Bogtrot cake would have to be Could the be death the of someone lower. Are we all just going to ignore how Hannah just out of nowhere came up with the idea of pissing in someone's desk? <laughs> <laughs> like, Look, it's been on my mind for some time. <laughs> do you, is there someone? Is there someone that is really driving you up the wall? Is there someone? Is someone on your I'd, nerves? Is it I me? Cannot... You can tell me, Hannah. I don't understand. <laughs> don't open that drawer. Is it, oh God. <laughs> But I, I put the parfait that I wasn't eating in there. <laughs> no! <laughs> Probably for the best. Oh dear. That's not a good layer. Don't eat that layer. <laughs> <laughs> the horrible sandy pea-flavoured... The frozen pea. And pea-flavoured settled... <laughs> uh, ugh. <laughs> Fuck that parfait. <laughs> I hope that there are people that are listening to this while eating. We're so sorry. <laughs> upset them. We, we do upload Great. it during lunchtime. <laughs> very true. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> you enjoying well, your parfaits? <laughs> I tell you what, I think I think that might do us actually. Yeah. Unless does anyone else have any final parfait thoughts? Anything you'd like to add 
real quick before we we close the book on uh, Cleopatra. Can we establish whether her and uh, Inner Barbus Dumpling ever get together? They have a child, and that child is called. Let me just Asp. get the uh, generator here. Oh, let's have a look. So, well, whilst you do that, we're gonna have to think. Obviously, they do open up a restaurant together towards the end. Yes. In some way. Yeah. That's how it's got to end. Greasy dessert. It's got to be like a donut or something. The greasiest dessert. Oh. That'd be nice. Yeah. Like he, he'd make the really that. nice donuts, and then she'd kind of decorate them really well. Yeah. And they just have this. Well, really cool maybe she'd, she'd make them, and he'd fry them up all nice. Hmm. Shakespeare's donut. And the restaurant would be in the shape of like a miniature globe theatre, and she'd oh, perform every night with a hole in the middle. The logo would be William Shakespeare, but instead of a rough, he's got a donut. Yeah. <laughs> and their child would be named Doo-Wop Jet. <laughs> Do you know? What? I'm glad we didn't get that for our uh, prompt. Yeah. That would have been some sort of weird Hanson plane. <laughs> I think it would have gone straight immediately down the West Side Story route. Yeah. Or. Then we'd have had some even stranger accents. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Cleopatra Parfait. We've done so brilliantly today. Um, <laughs> I think that'll do us. Usually I do a recap, but. Do you want to try? <laughs> quick um, recap. In Cleopat- fact, we should have the guests do the recap. Oh, oh. fuck. Because I'm uh, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. I did bring that on myself by making you eat all that parfait. Yeah. Mm. Um, this, is, this is punishment. You have got your mouth full of, of frozen peas and chips. I mean, this, this is why you have guests on the show, isn't it? Just to, you know, give, Make the, him work. give the presenters a day off. Yeah, I mean, thank God I'm being paid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> By who? <laughs> who's, who's paying you? <laughs> I'll, I'll send you my invoice. It's a reasonable podcast fee. You're making all those sweet podcast bucks, right? <laughs> I'm trying to prolong the inevitable because I don't know how to recap this. Okay, so... Uh, well, let's start. Who Who is... Cleopatra Parfait. Well, she's uh, she's a feisty Louisiana lady. Hmm. We, we, did we establish lady? I think I think we'll Dra- go with lady. Queen. Yeah, drag queen. Okay. Um, who runs a catering company? Mm-hmm. Um, and her her special ability is making or his special but her their special ability is making yeah. things making uh, desserts that once you start you cannot stop. They're just that tasty. They're so good. They are so good. You can't stop eating them. Mm-hmm. So um, she... Uh... Wait, what happens then? Uh, <laughs> we could take over uh... <laughs> uh, She kind of... Uh, I'm not sure what the word is. Incites infighting between two local gangs from Anthony Scone and Caesar Scone. And they... Have you guys been taking notes or have you got really good memories? Oh, we've done a few episodes. You kind of just... <laughs> you, you, you kind of have to. <laughs> this eventually. is old hat. <laughs> You learn, yeah. you learn about what you need to pick up. And then... Right. <laughs> who, who are coming together for a kind of a big meeting, which is expected to go horribly, at this Greasy Spoon Diner run by Jade. In a barber's dumpling. Yes. He, he's running basically the no man's land of this gang territory. And so this is where they meet. And somehow Cleopatra has managed to hire herself as catering and entertainment for this meeting i guess mm. yeah and so the special skill that she has yes yes and I, I mean i guess we can retcon it that she just asked in a barbus like let me in by the back door <laughs> well, well, well maybe it could be like a not to bring on the episode into another completely new spiral but um like maybe whilst in is getting the the lowdown for what this is meant to have on she kind of jumps in 
and it's like, oh, if you need dessert, I'll be able to help. There's going to be a lot of people there. Let mm. me prepare something for you. Okay. Yeah. That'll knock your socks yeah. off. So, mm. yeah. Uh, someone, one of the assistants from the... What what was the catering company called again? Uh, gobsters. 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 Yeah. One of the Gobsters wheels out this parfait. And it's a quite a large parfait. And the mobsters all start to rush for it. And then, you know, the lackeys taste it just in case of poison. And... As we described, the taste sensation is too much, and they must have more. And it sets off their bitchiness, and they have to—they get super bitchy in order to so get bitchy. the last bite in. So bitchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that escalates, I do believe. Not only does she start taking out the uh, the local mobs, but also she's getting uh, investigated by the uh, food standard agency because her uh, desserts are just—they are—they are. They are otherworldly delicious they are they kind of also they've they've heard about this this um this massacre that's taken place that that she's just catered for and they're probably that i guess there's a, that's a flag yeah, yeah. probably would Par- set off parfait like lining somewhere. the walls <laughs> yeah <laughs> par quote-unquote parfait you can imagine some local police just kind of bringing her in for questioning and being like not taking it seriously because they're just like thanks thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> that that's how she bribes herself out of situations just like little cookie under the desk or something mm. oh yeah where else oh yes the uh, food standard food standards agency is investigating uh parfait because they suspect that she's probably smuggling drugs in her cakes and her desserts because they are too delicious it must be drugs it must be but she has to start taking them down though because all the way at the top is the most evil man of all someone who does not like desserts or food in general um, because he has like a stomach pump and maybe he had a bad experience. Maybe he got food poisoning from like some chicken or something. Just just a really sweet Sunday. Yeah, just it, I'm telling oh, you, oh. sharp pain right in the back of the molar. Yeah, oh, my teeth, oh. <laughs> and it was very cold as well, my, my sensitivity, yeah. oh. And he's a real douche. Uh, and eventually, after all this uh, fighting comes to an end, perhaps? Yeah. Inabarbus and Cleopatra set up their own chain Let's say chain because that mm-hmm. that's really cool. They become real famous of uh, donut shops with their child doo wop jet. <laughs> Beautiful doo wop. They call him Dewey. Look out for your new local Shakespeare's donut opening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I think that will do us for today. Hannah Berry, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. That was a, that was a lot of fun, and now I'm really hungry. Actually, <laughs> me too. Actually, we got some ice cream in the fridge. Actually, Jay, we should Ooh. definitely break that out. Anything that was related to parfait is now going to make me sick. <laughs> oh, and anything that wrong. doesn't have frozen peas in it is going to make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> a few things before uh, we close this episode out. Um, you can really help us if you take on a few favors just to help this little old podcast out. If you can leave us an iTunes review, like I mentioned at the start of the show, we'll use the name that you leave on there to create a superhero on this very show. That's pretty cool, right? All you need to do is leave us a quick review. You can also leave us a star rating on there. That also helps a lot with the various um, invisible algorithms that are incomprehensible on iTunes. And also, word of mouth. That's still a thing in the year 2017. But you can do it on social media as well. So tell a friend about us, tweet about us, just pass on the good word. Um, pass on the good word about the savory parfait as well. 
if you if you so choose, I guess. And <laughs> we'll be uploading a recipe next Wednesday. So we don't have it. We don't have any recommendations this week, so we'll just be uploading a recipe for a uh, savory parfait. It's going to be the showstopper on on next week's Bake Off. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness! Then they'll have to cancel Bake Off for a week while they investigate. You know, all these savory parfaits. Not allowed that in yeah. schools. Kids might make savory parfaits. Oh. Hannaberry. It delights me to say that you have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. <laughs> I have been Demon Knight. I'm I'm uh, Frankie Vianetta. I found out that that's my mobster name. <laughs> and I'm Joshy Strudel. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, it's Joshy Strudel. Uh, fresh from this parfait-based episode of Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, which is hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, Josh Randall, and this week specially Hannah Berry. It is edited by Dean and also Josh. As per usual, uh, don't forget you can get in contact with us on Twitter, BBR underscore podcast. And if you leave us a iTunes review, which I normally would describe as cool, then we'll include you in one of the uh, future episodes. So hey, till next week. <laughs> <laughs>